A waitress, desperate to fulfill her dreams as a restaurant owner, is set on a journey to turn a frog prince back into a human being. But she has to face the same problem after she kisses him. Hi, my name is Andre. I'm Michelle. I'm Emily. And I'm Luis. And we're the Walt Vault Podcast, our podcast about Disney movies. Hello and welcome to the Walt Vault, episode six. We did it again. <laughs> We're here. Hey, y'all. What's up? How you guys doing? We're good. here. <laughs> it's December, so I mean, I'm good. It's the holidays. It is now uh, the first week of December, and we're here to talk about uh, The Princess and the Frog. Yes. The 2009 and Disney animated film. What are your initial thoughts, Mr. Andre? Oh, me? Um, I love this movie. This movie is great. I remember when it came out, being very excited that it was happening because it was like the first african-american princess that uh disney had ever done so i was hyped about that and then i saw it in theaters and i loved it and then when it came out on video i made all my roommates watch it because it was my first in year in college, college. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i made all my roommates watch it and I, I don't think it was all at once either like i made one roommate watch it at one time and then i watched <laughs> it again with another roommate and then again That's with funny. another roommate so i've seen this movie a bunch and i i, I still love it i've only seen this movie once I saw it I, twice. I, I was hope. well now twice. Okay. Yes, but um, I saw it when it came out, and I was a junior in high school. Uh, <laughs> yes. It was a little. I was little. I graduated high school in 2011. For oh my god! Okay, so oh my I god, saw I was 75. It, um, <laughs> in the theaters with my family, and all I remember was my mom and I crying when Ray died. Like, that's all I remember. We were just like... Spoilers <laughs> for the movie. Spoiler <laughs> it's not spoiler. This movie came out in 2009, you guys. If Should you we be giving spoiler alerts for these movies? I never even no, thought about it that. it came out almost 10 <laughs> years ago. Oh, my God. It's oh, okay. yeah. It's not already, a spoiler alert. If we were reviewing Coco, ago, then I would say, right. like, spoiler alert, but it's Princess and the Frog. So, yeah, this is only the second time I've seen this movie because I couldn't bring myself to watch it again because I was like, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> and it uh, makes me emotional. But thoroughly enjoyed it. I This is probably like the maybe third or fourth time I've seen it. I actually haven't seen it that much. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I enjoyed it the most this time. And I'm not really sure why, but I definitely almost... Yeah, I almost lost it a couple times with the tears, and I laughed very wholeheartedly. Um, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Luis? I'm just going to say two words. Top five. Top five. Now... He doesn't have many spots left, we've people. Done, yeah, we've done six <laughs> episodes. How many of these movies have been in your top five now? Wasn't it like Moana and... Uh, Wreck it round. Wreck it round. <laughs> Pocahontas. You got one more spot left. I do. And that's a very covenant spot. It's next week's movie. But going back covenant. to this whole uh, <laughs> spoiler alert thing, why do people even say that? They still, it's not as if like when somebody hears spoiler alert, they go and turn it off. They I still mean, listen. Well, I'm they, sure some people. So what's the point of a t- spoiler alert? If, if somebody was talking about Star Wars and they said like, oh, I saw an early screening of The Last Jedi, spoiler alert, i turn that off right now, immediately. 
Well, Boom. you're absolutely okay. Andre just they left the table. They shouldn't even be reporting on the movie until it comes out. I agree. Well, okay, so someone I- sounds like he's speaking from experience. I'm a little hot-headed about Star Wars spoilers. <laughs> okay, so I get that, but like sometimes when people say spoiler alert, like we did just now, we don't give the listener an opportunity to shut it off. Right, it's we said like, it. We spoiler said alert. And we said it after the spoiler. You know, there's no time there for them to turn it off. No spoilers. This movie came out in 2009. If you haven't seen it yet, it's been eight years. Get out from your rock, okay? It's a good movie. Go watch it. So next time we do spoiler alert, we will do. <laughs> you have ten more seconds. This is your spoiler warning. Luis, what were your Four initial eight, thoughts of this nine, movie? Eight. Um. Six. <laughs> four. Two. Spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I'm spoiled. just before getting too into the movie. I just want to leave it at top five for me. Top five. Top five for Luis. Um, Very good. Very good. So, I would like to talk about this movie. Okay, I wrote down an interesting fact, and I have to find it because I had just read it a few minutes ago, and it was so cool, and now I need to find it. So, do the do-do-do-do. I'm going to get there. You just read it. Spoiler alert. Oh, oh, okay. Spoiler alert. I found it. Tiana, Princess Tiana, mm-hmm. only has, let's see, this movie is probably now over an hour and a half long, I would assume. That's kind of typical. Princess Tiana only has 19 minutes of screen time as a human. Right. 19 minutes. She is mainly a, a frog. frog. Spoiler alert. <laughs> She's a frog. Spoiler She's alert. a frog. Ribbit, ribbit. She's a frog. <laughs> in, in connection with that, uh, I also, I read that even though she's a frog for most of this movie, she also has the most costume changes of any Disney princess. Eleven different outfits. Eleven? I didn't even. I didn't even know that. That much. was my second. She's um, got a bunch fun of. Fact. She's got a couple waitress outfits, and then she has a, a fancy dress, and then she turns to a frog, and then she comes she back. She even and being wears a frog an apron and has like, as a frog. Yeah, she oh, does. That's right. That's an I'm outfit. gonna just say that I dig the fact that she wears like two princess gowns. Yeah. Yeah. Like she wears the blue one, which I don't think I remember it at all because when I saw her in that I was like That's what? the one Charlotte put on her, right? Yeah, and yeah. she looks like Cinderella kind of. Yeah. Like it's kinda blue it's like a light like blue, a but it's really pretty and then I was like, I don't remember her wearing the that. The green one that's is actually the, one the one everyone pictures from the wedding scene. Yeah. It's when you see her at Disneyland, that's well, and the then dress she wears she's wearing. a white wedding dress at the end. Uh huh. Yeah. For their, like, real person wedding, right. even yeah. though yeah. it's not the real wedding. So funny. they already frogged. They already frog wedding. <laughs> so funny. Uh, my, th- my third and final fun fact, Tiana is the only Disney princess to kill her film's villain. Boom. She kills Dr. Facilier, which, Luis, does he freak you out? Now, hang on he's a Hold on. Like Let's back that up, she though. Does. does she kill him? Because she breaks well, the talisman. So that, which then, in turn kills him. So well, she no, that, that's not friends what kills on the him. Other side. The friends on the other side I come out and take him. They take his soul. Side. I'm not Nato. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Michelle just brought that up so she could sing that. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically why. <laughs> Dr. Facilier is a great, side. and I was talking about, you know, usually when I think of Disney villains, I... My top two favorite Disney villains are Ursula and Cruella DeVille because I just love them. Mm -hmm. But Dr. Facilier is a very good villain, but I still can't get over the fact that he's wearing a crop top. 
Well, here's the deal. It's funny that you say that because I was reading some fun facts before we started. And actually, the animator, one of the animators, Bruce Smith, on the um, film, mm-hmm. he described Dr. Facilier as the love child between Captain Hook and Cruella de Vil. So oh. there you go. I can see that because you love kind of fashionable. Yes. So <laughs> with the crop top. So actually, I, couldn't stop staring I read that Dr. Facilier is fashioned after the voodoo god of magic. Yes, and I read you, that too. If you ah. Google voodoo god of magic, you'll see a dude that looks almost exactly like Dr. Facilier with less purple. Mm-hmm. So okay. Dr. So he's like fancy stylish. like Captain Hook and yeah. Cruella DeVille, but he literally is like. Senor Voodoo. Yeah, and like piggybacking off of last week's movie, he's got those long, lanky legs like Jack like Skellington. Jack yes, he does. He's mm-hmm. very long and lanky, which for some reason is like really cool in a villain when they're like mm-hmm. long and lanky and yeah. cool. And also um, in that Dr. Facilier song, when he, you know how his, sh- his shadow, like because mm-hmm. they call him the shadow man, is that's kind of like his villain alter ego i guess you could say it's like a part of his villainous ways in that song he has this wallpaper in his room it's like purple and it has like these prints on it Mm -hmm. oh when his shadow passes over it yes it's super cool his shadow where the shadow is on the wallpaper it turns into skull and crossbones and i told andre when we watched it because i i i had actually like known that fact before the movie started but i hadn't watched the movie enough to like notice it so the whole song out. i was like oh, where is it where is it and it's pretty cool <laughs> i like that i thought uh could i call him dr f because sure, sure. It, or shadow man yeah shadow man. It, well shadow man was pretty cool i really liked him as a villain he um how do i yes dr f sounds like some kind of james bond thing but dr um, f but yeah going back to that i really enjoyed him because I guess I want to describe him, his character, and the relationship with the shadow. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm trying to get at. It's very similar, kind of, to Maui's and his tattoo. Oh, like uh, oh, okay. he, it, they kind of check each other every now yeah. and then. Yeah, because you see, like, uh, in that opening scene where he sees, um, I don't know what his name is, the John Goodman voice character. Oh, the, the Big Daddy. Big, Daddy. Yeah, yeah, Big Daddy's over there. He gives like a stack of money to a kid for a newspaper, and then. You know, the sh- uh, yeah, shadow cool. man puts a quarter in his pocket and then his shadow takes it out for some reason. It's like, yeah. you know, it, it kind of, mm. it, it's almost like as if it's two characters. Well, because you know, it's, it's shadow yeah. and then it's man. And correct me if I'm wrong, he sold his soul, right? Facilier yes. to the other side. So the shadow's kind of telling him what to do because yeah. he sold his soul. They, they right? own him. And I like that I whole scene where that. he's asking the... He's asking his friends on the other side for help. Like, I need help to go find the frog. And all the shadows come out. It kind of reminds me of Mulan when they, like, ask the ancestors for help <laughs> and all their little ghosts yeah. come out. It's actually very similar. But right. a similar scene. I think that that's a really good comparison because um, what you were saying about the shadow being, like, the liaison between the, other s- the friends on the other side and yeah. the real world. Because you see the shadows are always doing, like, the super bad bidding. And mm-hmm. like Luis was saying... He's the one who's really pushing Dr. Facilier to, like, go beyond just being, like, a trickster. Just a con man. Yeah, he's not just a con man when the shadow's involved. Because he really can't do much more magic than what he can do just as a human. Than what he's given as, like, a voodoo-esque. Right. Mm -hmm. But once he uses that other side shadow magic and the voodoo, that's when us women is real. Mm. Real. Which I like a lot. And I will say, so you've been to New Orleans. I have. Correct. <gasps> the I thing have. that freaks me out about this movie, and which is funny because it didn't really freak me out when Oogie Boogie had little 
voodoo dolls running around. But uh-huh. for some reason in this movie, it freaked me out. Uh-huh. When they were running around like, are you ready? And oh, I was like, no, ready. I'm not ready. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I am not ready. Was there things? Was there like voodoo uh, dolls everywhere in Orleans? I wish you could see my face right now because <laughs> this is a really serious. No, I know. I'm not going to talk about it. Luis just gave me the uh-uh face. Oh. So I will say Taboo. that no, there are not voodoo dolls everywhere in okay. New Orleans. Okay. But if I had a very respectful conversation with you outside of this podcast mm-hmm. about my experience with some said voodoo, uh-huh. then we would have that conversation but off the podcast. Is, and it is very much a thing. And you very much need to be respectful so right. that things don't be going hoodoo voodoo. Yeah. I think what Man. I necessarily mean is that like it's kind of in the culture of New Orleans. Uh, oh, it's nine hundred percent for sure. That's that's more of the question I'm asking. Because I mean, oh, you yeah. don't walk around in uh, downtown Los Angeles and run no. into a voodoo shop, you know? No, but like think about. So I know this isn't giving any spoilers away because I haven't even seen Coco. But mm-hmm. when you think about Coco and you see all of the sugar schools and you see all of the things that are embedded both in the culture uh-huh. and into even like the Catholic religion, it some of it you can't like separate from each other because it's it's part of how the area has been brought up and the sure. and mm-hmm. how just culture has evolved around the different um you know manifestations and that's how it is there as well so mm-hmm. you see all okay. of those types of things um but it's not like silly voodoo dolls it's more like like legitimate the stuffs right just like how halloween is like salem yeah yeah okay yeah. and gotcha. the witches that louise also wouldn't let us go anywhere near so yeah. yes mm. So I would yes. say that <laughs> Dr. Facilier, like, going back to the top five thing, top five villains for sure, I would like to know more about his origin story. Like, like how he got started um, doing voodoo. Like, I, I assume... Like, why is he a villain? I assume that he was probably um, doing, like, magic tricks on the street or something like that. I guess, but I feel like from other Disney movies, I kind of get a little bit more background from the villains. You know what I mean? Like, Jafar, obviously, he wants to be the Sultan and, like, things like that, or... Ursula got banished, stuff like that. But, like, where's he coming from? I think it might have to do, because most of the time when you hear him really, like, telling a story versus just trying to persuade someone, Mm -hmm. he's talking about how, like, he's playing on the people's emotions of how they've been belittled their whole life and how they're trying to, like, make it to the top. Uh So you kind of have to assume that he's lived that life, too, right? I mean, he's he's a charlatan, right? Mm -hmm. So he always is, like, like, connecting that common ground with them. So maybe he's, like been that kid on the street i don't know yeah i'm, yeah. I'm just assuming similar to ursula he's like i'll give you what you want for a price mm-hmm. rumple still skin <laughs> rumple still skin <laughs> what a good insult All the magic comes with a price <laughs> well um it's pretty cool that we're talking about dr f right at the beginning because this story or this movie really did not waste any time yeah um as soon as the movie start i mean you it kind of you know built it started to build off slowly with like Tiana's background, her mm-hmm. family. But then once they're adults, you see Doctor F, and then as uh, soon as uh, the boat comes into the story, you see one of my top five favorite princes, um, Prince Naveen. Prince Naveen. You know, and the top five favorite prince of yours. We will not have this discussion this early on in the podcast, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> okay. We will say, me and you, Michelle. We will save that conversation. Later right. on in the podcast, okay. but okay. going going back to this, um, I really enjoyed the fact that it did not. You didn't lose much time in this movie, yeah. and sometimes you feel rushed. And I understand where you're coming from, where you would like to see a little bit of a uh, of an origin story. And I'll agree with you with Doctor F, but 
you know, I do appreciate the fact that, you know, once Tiana was older, it's Naveen and Dr. F immediately yeah. uh, cross paths. Which was really perfect. But, I mean, also coming, obviously the reason I didn't give you as much background story about the Shadow Man is because it's not about him. It's about Tiana and her hardworking self. And uh, we got true. her background story, and I'm perfectly happy with that. Speaking with amazing. her background, I cannot... I think this is the reason why I like this movie so much, but to me, and I'm not saying it's the first Disney movie, but I'm saying it is one of the best indications in a Disney movie of what a good, not a good family, but like a what strong family values are. Yes, exactly. Yes, definitely. Like talking about hard work, talking about love, talking about what really matters. Mm -hmm. And I like how every time they talked about Tiana's father, like, yes, he was tired. Yes, he worked, but he always came home and was a really good dad. Tiana's father, by the way, great dude. Gorgeous. (laughs) Just saying, I saw him come on. She said this several times while we were watching the movie. Oh, my God. Top five Disney dads, for sure. <laughs> hey guys, um, else correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the guy who was the uh, original Roddy and Iron Man voice him? Roddy. Yes, Roddy. Um, yes, Roddy. Roddy. Terrence Howard voices uh, Tiana's dad, and uh, he did a really good job. I didn't. I didn't recognize that it was well, him. Well, you know what? I'm first. sure that there's some people who agree with me out there that Tiana's dad is top gorgeous. Five Disney dads. <laughs> you know, the, the the top Disney dads for me are Tiana's dad oh, and five. Mufasa. Okay. Top two Disney dads. Wait a right minute. There. One of those dudes it's is a lion. lion. It's fine that it's a lion. Don't act like you never thought Mufasa was a was it was go was ahead. A, a good looking lion with a nice shiny mane and a good father. Alright, I'm gonna have to reassess my relationship with Michelle. <laughs> I Anyways. can't stop <laughs> laughing. Oh my god. Someone will agree with me out there. I, I wanna see someone say All the lion lovers out there, right, shout listen, out to my listeners out there, not even about the lion. If you agree with me that Tiana's dad is very attractive, Instagram, hashtag, top Disney dad. I mean, I thought Pocahontas was very attractive, Michelle, so I'm going to let you have this one. You Thank know, I you. can't fight with you yeah, on no, that one. I'm not, I'm not saying that. that uh, Mufasa. Mufasa, the lion. <laughs> We're not watching The Lion King, okay? We're watching The Princess and the Frog. Okay, okay. Anyways, Ooh. I'm not the only person to think that out there. Okay? Speaking of... Sure. Her parents, though, yeah. Luis actually, Luis is so funny with like voice actors. Mm-hmm. We're watching these movies, and he did this with Pocahontas too, where he was like, "Oh, it's Mel Gibson," and I was like, "Oh no!" Right? Mm-hmm. He did that with where he was like, "Oh my god, this guy who played Roddy, um, you know, as a dad, Roddy, yeah, yeah." As <laughs> Luis likes to call him Roddy, it's definitely Sergeant, Roddy, Sergeant Roddy, Roddy, Roddy. Roddy. Oh, God. Okay. Anyhow, so Roddy, <laughs> stop. Okay, so. Then the mom starts talking, and he's like, that's Oprah. That's Oprah. And I'm like, uh, what? She said one word. No, no, that's Oprah. Literally. I don't know was, how I got it that fast. Like, I, had to, I didn't know it was Oprah. It was Oprah. Just I knew. Just no. Andre told me. I had remembered that Oprah was, Oprah. was in this movie, but I, I misremembered and thought that she played Mama Odie. Yes. Okay, this is what I was going to say, because we were in the car, and the, um, don't matter what you look like, you know, that song that mm-hmm. Mama Odie sings came on, and I was like, who would they find to sing the song? And you were like, yeah, that's Oprah. And I was like, no way. <laughs> that's Oprah. That's but totally I just Oprah. believed him. I guess he's Andre. I was like, yeah, yeah sure, that's Oprah. Yeah, I, no, I usually know my stuff. Uh, I was wrong. Oprah is Tiana's mom. Yes. She did an excellent role in uh, playing Tiana's mom. She did. Um, but the main reason why I knew it was her is because I had seen her in another movie. 
um, the butler, and mm-hmm. um, spoiler alert, she wasn't the greatest in the butler, oh, but, okay. you know, that's why I recognize her voice instantly. The, the reason she was in this movie, too, I think the directors had pitched the idea to Oprah what did it say on like a she, car ride to Disneyland or something like that? She came on as a technical consultant first before she was cast. But and then before the movie was even like being planned, they had pitched it to Oprah while they were at Disneyland or something like that. I had read it. I online. read that as well. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this is a great movie. Make sure I'm a part of it. Yeah. So they yeah. gave her a role. So, so she got like a really cool role because yeah. Tiana's mom is legit all the way through it. Oh, yeah. So. For sure. She's great. There's She's one part where they're, they're like in the the building of the restaurant that Tiana just bought. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and Tiana says something like, isn't it? Uh, Can't you just see it? Can't you just see it? And, and the mom's just like, she's like "Mm." like, oh lord oh my no that's fantastic it was great well it's really interesting that you brought up the singing for mama Odie because um i was really impressed with the with the with the singing in this movie yes Uh and as we've talked about in other in other episodes a lot of times voice actors and singers aren't the same people just because not all voice actors have fabulous singing voices but apparently this was the first 2d film since the beauty and the beast where all of the voice actors were also the Singing, singing voices voices as yeah. well so i thought that was really cool and that would have been cool if oprah had really sang that but no she was no, <laughs> she wasn't the singing part but um but all of the all of the actors sang their parts which i think which is, really is cool. super cool very very cool that's awesome anika nani rose as tiana did a fantastic job she has a great voice like in the like the first like second of the movie mm-hmm. it's it's her voice singing i was like oh it's gonna start with a song already mm-hmm. oh i know that was actually really cool because i can't think of another Disney. I mean, there's some other Disney movies where there is music that starts right within right. the movie, obviously. But there's not many where the princess herself or the main character just starts singing. Just starts just singing, singing right with the yeah. with the downbeat. It was fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. And it's her like it adult voice good. singing, and then it pans down to show her, her as a kid. I kid. love Tiana as a little. Oh my girl. Oh, I never. I never kissed no frog. No frog. <laughs> Never, never, ever. Well, it's cute because I think they're getting so sophisticated with their child animation. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, or at least for me, um, when I think about recent portrayals of children, they've gotten so much cuter and less, I would say, like, corny representations of kids. Sure. Because, like, sorry, Peter Pan's not my favorite. I know a lot of people love it. Michelle's giving me hot balls right (laughs) now. But think of what the kids look like. They look yeah. like very stereotypical versions of like. I mean, I feel like I could have drawn that. Oops. I love sure. British kids. They're li- yeah. <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> anything British about kids. them being British. <laughs> but He's like, from London. well, yeah, but I mean, stereotypical any kids, not just stereotypical British kids. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but like, think of the way they drew Rapunzel as a baby. Think of the way they drew right. Moana and, and even uh, and Tiana Anna and Elsa. They even, look cute. Oh as yeah. These kids are like, obviously, their eyes are seven million times too big for their faces, and that's part of the right. problem. Yeah. Well, part of the, the cuteness problem. problem. <laughs> the cuteness overload. <laughs> I love it. But they, they are making these kids so, um, just so fervent and have so much personality, and I think that's what makes mm-hmm. you love them right off the bat. Yeah. And Charlotte, too. Oh. This little girl, Charlotte. she's so cute. Oh. We can't talk about Charlotte. I I have have to bring something up before we talk about Charlotte. Oh, Uh, Andre's excited to talk about Charlotte. Very excited to talk about Charlotte. But but (laughs) you mentioned Peter Pan, and I'm realizing now that there this movie has a a ton of um, like connections with Peter Pan. Yes, it does. So, spoiler alert: Ray dies, (laughs) and he becomes he becomes he becomes a star uh, up up, (laughs) 
up in the sky right next to Evangeline. Yes. Effectively making Evangeline the second star to the right. Yes. So <laughs> this movie takes place before Peter Pan in, yes, in terms of uh, chronological time. order. There's also uh, the shadow man with his shadow, just like Peter. Mm. Oh, okay. Excuse me. And then, um, <laughs> See? There was another, there was another one that I can no longer remember. Oh, no. What's the last one? I don't remember. I lost is it. Is Ray like Tinkerbell? <laughs> that is not what I was going to say at all. <laughs> They're both sassy. But sure. We're going to take We're going to take all the way down. Well, speaking of that song, which I call, thought was called Going Down the Bayou, apparently it's called Going to Take You There. Um, that's actually one of my favorite scenes my favorite because song. I love, love, love how the fireflies are lit in that scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the animation's, pre- I mean, it's 2D, but it's it's pretty flat most of the time. Mm-hmm. But when you see the fireflies, the way that they have them, like, glowing. Yeah. I mean, I know they glow, it's obviously, like, but. like, almost all the animation is, is flat, like you said, except for, like, the magic. The exactly. The magic comes out is when it really it gets real shines. W- fancy yeah <laughs> so the fancy magic flies oh i just love that scene it's it's quite beautiful and they're going through the swamp get to see all, take all the swamp stuff <laughs> oh I, and the I, grandma I like lightning song. bug oh, oh my she'd God. be flashing people <laughs> oh yeah that was so funny oh, there's like mind. one line from that song and i have to look it up because it gets me every time and i'm gonna find it because it's so funny and it's gonna a talking part, that, though, so it might not be... Oh, take maybe it's included in the song. No, it's at the beginning. Going he's, like, introducing his, like, people. He's like, uh, uh, all right, Lulu. Just fell on the bouncing butt. Okay, and then he <laughs> says... <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, he says, we got, the, hey, we got the whole family. There goes Mimi, cousin Brudo, old grandmama, your lad on. And then the grandma, like, goes like this. And she like, like smacks her, her booty and the light turns on. <laughs> <laughs> so Michelle's got this Creole accent on another level, yeah. which it's funny because they called themselves Cajun or he called himself Cajun, Cajun but they definitely yeah. had like the Creole vibe. Sure. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. He's but definitely putting a Love bunch it. of French And then in when there. they were talking about all the food or when um, Lewis wants food. to be human, the um, was he an alligator or a crocodile? I think he I was sub- he's a crocodile. An alligator. alligator. I don't well, know. I think, I think he's a gator. He's gator. He, he's a yeah. He's a gator. He's dial. a gator. <laughs> a gator dial. <laughs> so when he wants to like be human, like how does he have all this knowledge about all of, all of these dishes? He's like, I want some gumbo and um, just everything. He knows because a lot he about the food boats. and he knows a lot about jazz. Oh, yeah, the river boats. That I think come it's because he like he's like all up on the river boats. He like stalks the river boats. Yeah. 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 yeah, he learns from there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's funny. Um, what do you guys think about the scene where um, Veen and Tiana are frogs and there's those three frog catching guys and they're trying to catch them? Dude, <laughs> my God. The, the frog hunters. Yes. So, so I read a little funny. bit about them and they're kind of modeled after the two guys from um, Of Mice and Men, like Lenny and, oh. uh, and the little that one. Makes really, that and makes then, a lot of sense. And, and then they have like sense, a, yeah. a father f- figure there or whatever. That's actually really, that's funny because I wrote down Three Stooges oh. because uh-huh. holy moly. Yes. They're ridiculous, but actually, I like that better because because they were very much like those characters. I was just about it to say funny. I like Three Stooges better because at one point, dude is just beating him with a bat over and over oh, and over again. I thought one I was gonna get shot like right in the crotch. It was crazy. <laughs> Luis literally went ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so did Andre. He was like, <laughs> me and Michelle. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> going back to the um, you know the animal who likes to play the trumpet. 
Louis. Louis, right? Okay, I don't know who that is. Scientifically speaking, he, he is actually a crocodile because his beak was more V shaped. Snout. Or his snout was more V shaped, and alligator snouts are more U uh, shaped. So he was a crocodile. That's very real. I wasn't looking at his beak. I was looking at the fact that Luis is huge. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Lewis. <laughs> we don't Sorry. know his name. Yeah, he, he, is. he is a very, very big well, gator. I think it has to so do with their teeth, too. I think that, like, one of their, like, alligator... No. Crocodiles' teeth go over the bottom lip while the other ones don't. I don't know. Like we need to go under ask Steve versus overbite. He would know. <laughs> Michelle, I have terrible news for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Now that, now that we're on the subject. Soon. <laughs> you guys want to know a funny story? We are all giving her a look Shh. right now. When I was a little kid, all I wanted to do was be a zookeeper. And I was obsessed with the crocodile hunter. And I would watch it 24-7. And I had a little jar, you know, like a bean jar that you, like, get beans but out of. Bean a can. A can. Okay, it gives a can. Like a soup can. Yeah. And I would put my money in there, and it said, trip to Australia money. And then when he died, I cried, so I didn't save any more money. It was okay. Louise, she does know that he's dead. <laughs> he was waiting that whole story to make sure that Michelle knew. I, I, know. I was getting you confused with Crocodile Dundee, but I do know who you're talking about. There's not a knife. That's a knife. This oh, is geez. a knife. That's have funny. you seen that movie? Crocodile Dundee. I have not. Sorry. No. Oh, my God. It's not a Disney movie. Awkward. Anyway. <laughs> it's really not, though. It's quite a so movie. Are you ready to talk about Charlotte then? Yes. Okay. The non-Charlatan. The, okay, so... I love Charlotte so much. Like, <laughs> yes. Go ahead, from Andre. Her first, <laughs> Actually, from her, we'll let Andre and Louie, but Andre, you go first. From like her first words, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what they are specifically, but uh, hang on. Let me see. I wrote down, do, 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 do. Where is it? <laughs> I wrote down this. I said, okay, I love this little rich Southern white girl, Charlotte. She's hilarious the whole way through. That was the first thing I said. As soon as she started speaking, I was like, this girl is the best. The way she talks is like, I spent like I sent her to church. I'll tea. I'll tea. <laughs> she's so funny, and she's she's not just like like I think upon my first watch, like just assuming that Tiana had like this rich white girl friend that she was gonna be kind of like stuck up or or mean or or something like that. But she turns out to be like the best human being on the planet. That's what Luis and movie. I were saying the whole time we were you like, you almost want to hate her. Like you're waiting for right. her to like, like waiting for her to mess up oh, or do and something it, racist. Well, or, and a couple times too, you're like, Ooh, this could be it. Ooh, right. Ooh. Or make fun of Tiana for being poor or uh, so, something like that. But she never, never fails. She's the best friend. Tiana, ever. like she, she knocks over the thing of beignets. What is, what does Charlotte do? Takes her up to her room, puts her in a like, Freaking princess gal. Yes, she she like and and all the while she's like trying to get with her prince charming man of her dreams, oh, and she completely drops that and is like, "Oh, prince for me, and I'll be right back." And she goes to immediately help. Well, uh, and that that whole thing succeeds. Literally, my favorite Charlotte scene, which I'm sure I, I mean it's everyone's Charlotte favorite Charlotte scene when she's like crying because Prince Charming's not coming, and she does like she hears that he's coming, and she does like. <laughs> Mascara, mascara, blush, blush, <laughs> lipstick, mole. mole. <laughs> <laughs> she drops a little mole so on her face. Perfection. Funny. God, I love her. And I, I like the part where after she's done dressing Tiana in her like pretty blue dress, she like you know when you wear a strapless dress, you always have to pull it up. She like pulls up. She's all well. Back out into the fray. <laughs> <laughs> she just, she just goes right out there. Oh. 
She's adorable. Every, every woman has been there. So I feel like we understand that. God, so funny. But I think that it's extra good. Uh, extra good. Extra oh my good. God. <laughs> it's extra fantastic that I think Luis and Andre both like her too because I think it's easy for me and Michelle to yeah. think she's funny, but I'm glad that everyone else thinks she's funny. And she never she's tries to change Tiana. She lets no. Tiana be who she is. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that she... Pretty much, um, she marched at the beat of her own drum, and everybody, uh, and it was sassy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what was sassy about it was you, it, you had to keep up with her. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she. I, I love the scene where her, her dad and her are in Tiana's uh, work, and oh, they're explaining yeah. how Prince Naveen is going to get there, and before John Goodman can even get a word in, <laughs> she finishes his sentence. Tell me, Daddy, tell Daddy. And then <laughs> I think what she Big Daddy puts a beignet in her mouth to shut her up, and then right when he's about to spill it, she spills the beans for him anyways. And so then she kept stealing funny. beignets. Awesome. Awesome. And I think I think too like the culmination of her character is at the end of the movie when uh, she's like gonna kiss Naveen. She's like, "Wait, you're Naveen, like the frog." And then she was like, they're going to get married. And she was like, "Okay." And then they're Tia and Naveen obviously love each other, and she's just like. Well, okay then. Like she just takes it in stride. She's like, "Oh well, my best friend loves you." I guess. And then she's so I'll find another prince. Cute about it. I'll find another prince. Fine. And then at the end, when she's like, "Who would have known the prince would have had a brother?" (laughs) And it's like a little. He's like six years old. (laughs) And she's like, "Well, I've waited this long." (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, technically speaking, let's assume they're eighteen, nineteen. Sure. You know. Yeah, they're probably pretty Um, normal. Probably then. Thirteen-year age difference isn't that. Drastic. When you're you, older, yeah. But she just gotta wait again. <laughs> it usually is pretty drastic the other way. It's not drastic the other way around, but with yeah. a woman waiting for a child, oh, that, yeah, I true. mean, not to say She's it wasn't common. She's gonna get her prince, dude. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, she is. Right. No I one's gonna get in her that. way. I need princess and the frog it. too, just so Charlotte can get her happy ending. Yeah. And then they will go from being best friends to soul sisters. That's right. So good. <laughs> I loved her voice, and I, I'm kind of surprised that uh, her voice actress doesn't do quite as much acting her her name is jennifer cody and she has 25 credits mainly tv she's done blue buds and a couple other of uh, she was perfect for her voice work but she's she's amazing i i, I absolutely love the voice of of charlotte her her southern accent oh is absolutely fantastic great. perfect well it's funny that you bring up the accent because i feel like in this movie what we were talking about it before we started recording and michelle goes I didn't know that Naveen was from a different country or that he had an accent. Because yeah, I'd only seen it once, and I was like, Maldonia, where the heck is that? Maldonia. Not real. First off, yeah, not a real place. Real so place. then what the heck accent is that? French. It was, it was like a French, like yeah. an East yeah. European, like, yeah. but French. Because I always assumed that he was African-American too, but I guess not, because I've only seen it once, and it was, you know, eight years ago. Well, there are... Yeah. People from African descent in your there's actually in Maldonia. Well, <laughs> yeah, in Maldonia yes, for in sure. Maldonia. He's part of the royal family. This made up country. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But all over Europe, actually, not just <laughs> in the made up country. <laughs> I know, but but it, you know what I mean. I do. Okay. Yeah. I do. But the one thing I want to say about Naveen, which I'm sure Luis has more to say about him, but what do I love about him? He is like 100. Oh, Michelle said nothing, but mm. 100% chill with being a frog. <laughs> he gets it. He's like, well, uh, I guess I'm, I'm just going to say he like gonna be a frog walks now. off the boat, not obviously caring that he doesn't have any money. Let's play some music on my ukulele. Yeah. Let's run around. Let's kiss some girls. Let's go to this party if we have to. <laughs> oh, 
turn into a frog? Hmm. Okay. Well, well cool. You know what? Just fix this. If you were to actually have a family in real life, he would be part of the Marley family because he was like, "Don't worry about a thing, because oh I'm gonna be a frog." No matter what. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay, I no more song, please. <laughs> <laughs> I shall never sing again. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, man. Can we I hear liked your singing. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants you to stop talking about Naveen, Louie. No, 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 no. That's not true. I'm going to say I'm going to say something. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh-oh. You know how I like Jack Skellington? Because he was arrogant and it was funny. Mm-hmm. It's not funny when Naveen's a frog and he's like, oh, what did I just... When they're like on the little river and they're trying to get away from the crocodiles and they get into the tree and he's like, well, we might as well get comfortable because they're going to be here all night. And Tiana like smacks him. I'm like, yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> smack him. It's not cute when he's a frog. I don't know why. <laughs> it's okay when it's a skeleton, though. Are, Louis, are you going to say your favorite line of the movie? My favorite line is the first time they interact with each other. This is right after Tiana is wishing upon the star and mm-hmm. thinking it's foolish. And then the frog shows up and she's like, what, do you want to kiss? And then he, the, you just kind of, you know, you would expect the frog not to say nothing. And then all of a sudden he's like, kissing would be nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate it. I, I loved it. Nice. I loved uh. it. But here's the deal, though. Um, Friggin' frogs. That wasn't even my favorite. That's not why I love Naveen. The reason why I love Naveen is because he really was. Let's make the best out of it, kind of kind of person. You know, he didn't care that he was cut off by his family. I mean, that was the least. That was the last thing on his mind. The only reason why he was even brought up was because you know his fat little butler brought it up. Right, but like no, but I think that's why he went to New Orleans was to find a rich girl. Really? Because it seemed to me he went there to have some fun and not care about. Anything well, he in the was world. gonna have some fun too, but he also needed to find a rich it, girl. It seemed to me like like his parents disowned him. They 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 told him to go out there and and either get married or get a job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, I I feel like he took it as like, oh, I get to go to America and mm-hmm. I get to have a bunch of fun. And I feel like they okay, were like Lawrence. Maybe, yeah. Yes, you. Lawrence, you gotta you gotta keep this dude on track, please. Oh, yeah. He's a mess. He's a tiny little Tony Stark. Uh, oh, <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> ah, Tony Stark. No, but I think... I think that if Lawrence hadn't been there, he told, like Louis said, he totally would have just made the best of his situation, and he probably wouldn't have found a job necessarily. He probably would have been uh, no, he would have been a mess. He he, he probably would have been a mess, but he might have ended up just like playing music on the street and yeah, no, know, no, having a grand old time. Definitely, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have met Tiana, but he would he probably would have been fine. But yeah. it definitely was Lawrence's like quote unquote guidance, mm, butlery, that was keeping him. Ugh, Where'd that, they get this British butler from? Yeah, oh, not guess. once, guys. That from I, the West, I guess Europe. I, <laughs> I never got an inkling that he was after money at all throughout the movie. No. Not once. And uh, not even when, you know... Uh, oh, actually, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that back. Mm-hmm. Only once did he ever care about money. And that's when um, he knew what... Um, Tiana's dream was, right. and he was and going he to marry to get it, get Charlotte <laughs> to get her money for that reason. That's right. He's not and greedy. That's what I was just going to say. I didn't like him at the beginning of the movie, but his character development was very good, and I did really, really like him yeah. near the end of the movie. He was like, he, was like he sp- changed for the better. He was like spoiled and arrogant and accustomed yeah. to his privilege, but at the same time, he wasn't like constantly chasing that, and he no. wasn't like 
necessarily trying to usurp Big Daddy or anything like that. He no, wasn't trying he to gain wasn't. And fortune. I really did like him at the end of the movie. I will say, okay, while we're while I'm complaining about them being frogs, um, <laughs> complaining. Okay, <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> okay, go ahead. So Naveen looks like okay as a frog. He's like fine, but why does Tiana looks weird as a frog? I'm just gonna say it. Like the froggy, she has a weird froggy look to her. She's got a weird froggy body? She's she's a frog, Michelle. Yes, all frogs look <laughs> weird. I mean, when do you see when do you see a frog winning Miss America? I don't know. I don't know. I like the way Naveen looks as a frog, but the way Tiana looks at a frog was like kind of weird to me. Like the animation wise. Hmm. Like the way that her froggy body Froggy was. body. Uh, can I go uh, can I take us back to Naveen and mm-hmm. you know yeah. just cuz like I said he's probably my favorite prince. Okay. Yes. Went from okay. top five to being my favorite prince. Um, <laughs> Number one. Typical Luis. Okay. Going back to he doesn't care about money. Seems almost to me at some point like he was trying to escape from under his parents' thumb. And sure. Like not he, that he, he gets to America and finally has yeah, like some freedom. Not that he didn't care about the money. It's just he really wanted to be from underneath their thumb. He did not want to, you know, live the life they wanted for him. He wanted to make his own, you know, uh, path in the way, similar to Pocahontas. Which path will she take, mm-hmm. you know? And that's kind of like, okay. apart from his, uh, you know, life-loving attitude, that's the reason why I, I thought it was a bee's knees. Now I think knees. I'm, I frog's think knees. And I'll ask Emily's opinion <laughs> on this. Frog I knees. think before I had met Andre... As I'm with my nice, loving boyfriend, who I love very much, totally would have fallen for some guy like Naveen, um, and maybe that's why but I'm like with Tian on this one. I'm like, no, would you have changed his Naveen. ways and and made him? Uh, I'm pretty sure Andre was Naveen. Wait a Andre minute. was hey, Naveen. Hold Andre. Hold on a second. Naveen. <laughs> no, I mean Andre was what super cool before you. Just kidding. <gasps> no, we already had this conversation. He was not. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I like what you said. Ben. Hold on. Hold on. Before. Hold on. Go back two seconds. <laughs> hold on. He was just like Naveen minus the ugly frog the money. part. Oh, okay. Oh. So, <laughs> but I mean, you know, he's besides pretty, being green. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Andre's funny. You know, he's fun loving. He doesn't care about you know. He likes he, music. He likes mm-hmm. music. He likes to sing. So I didn't know, know how to cook. For the a only while. thing Don't know is, how to cook. I know how to cook now. Do you know how to mince? I okay. I I wrote this down during the movie. Every <laughs> time I cut vegetables, I think about. That, that scene where he's mincing the mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. And I do it, I try to do it just like Tiana does it, it was super fast, and it never it never works. Yeah, I, well, you better watch out because you're going to like, I end up, I end up mincing like Naveen, and they're all Mushrooms huge are pieces. Andre's favorite vegetable. He puts them in our pasta, yeah. he puts them in our eggs, he puts them in everything we cook. And when we go to the grocery store, he's like, we need some mushrooms. So now every time I see a mushroom in a movie, whether it's like Alice in Wonderland or this one or Ratatouille, Andre's the mushroom. I'm the mushroom. <laughs> I'm not just a person who likes mushrooms. Mushroom. I am the mushroom. I am so glad that we're not dating Andre. She just called me fungus. I, do you want to know what I don't like? <laughs> yeah. Fungus. That's disgusting. Mushrooms are delicious. No, they're not. No, nah, yes. nah, Andre. She just thinks you're a fun guy. Thank you. Andre is a fun guy, but I like mushrooms. You are a fun guy, mm-hmm. but ew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from the fungus conversation. Anyways. Moving okay. along. Moving along. Anyways. Do we um, want to know about some Easter eggs in this business? Yeah, sure. Easter eggs. Okay, let's talk. Them. Some of these are very, very easy to spot once you know them. Some okay. of them, maybe not so much. Um, 
in the title scene, meaning when the title of the movie pops up, mm-hmm. not so much the first scene. Right. Um, Aladdin's carpet kids. is being. Uh, what do you call that? Like, like when you out. shake out the when you shake out dirt. your carpet. Yeah. Yes. So carpet is being shook out from someone on the second story balcony. Boom. As they're like showing New Orleans and stuff yes. like that. Um, two, King Trident is on a Mardi Gras New Orleans float. Oh, yeah. That's towards the end. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read some sources about they're supposed to like supposedly an Aladdin themed float behind it. But I personally wouldn't look at that and say that was Aladdin. But King Trident was like King yeah, Trident. Yeah, that one is like right? he was there. Um, this one's from a different movie. Um, but we've said before that there were some um, Easter eggs in Frozen for other movies, like how we talked about the chocolate from Candy Rush yeah. mm-hmm. um, from Wreck-It Ralph. But um, when Elsa is standing on her balcony at her coronation and then she's looking down at her subjects, there's supposed to be Tiana and Naveen there. Um, and oh. you can actually see them in the left-hand corner, and Tiana's wearing her green dress. Um, similarly, in that same scene, in a different yes. part, you see Rapunzel and Flynn Rider from the back. So really, everybody and their mother came to Elsa's coronation, mm-hmm. apparently. But and I don't know how... The newer princess princesses, princess. the newer generation. Yes. Yeah. I just don't know how in the world Tiana would have been there, because, I mean, time difference? I don't I don't know mm. where all the time <laughs> settings <laughs> were. <laughs> 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 I know. Calculating. It's yeah, here. Th- it's neither here nor there. Oh, well. Um, but this one I really like. So when Dr. Facilier is reading Naveen's um, tarot cards, right, the last card he pulls out is of Naveen's future, right, because he does past, present, future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The future one is of him with a whole bunch of money, right? He's, like, playing the ukulele, yeah. and he's on, like, all this money and stuff. Well, he's laying with that money on a lily pad. Oh. Boom. Because he says something like, you need the green. The it's, the green it's the green. It's the green. It's the green you need. Andre really likes that song. Right? I love that song. That's one of my favorite villain songs. Well, FYI, he's on a lily pad. So there you go. Whoa. Makes sense. Crazy. Speaking of songs, um, we've been talking about before how like the songs kind of make the movies and things like that. And I feel like in a typical movie, Disney movie, I'm going to say, what, five songs? Possibly. This song has like 11 I mean, this movie has like 11 songs in it. Yeah. It has a lot. And they, and hit, I was they hit pretty thinking, quick. Yeah, pretty quick. Like within the first 20 minutes, I feel like there was like three songs already. Yeah. Like the Almost There one and the New Orleans and then Dr. Facilier was right in there. There's a lot of songs. And Andre, what's that credit song? <laughs> oh my God. Y'all. There's an R&B credit oh song in this movie. Keeping a tallies, listeners, another R&B And this one is by, song. this one's by Neo, who Ooh, I... Andre, love a Neo. I love Neo. Neo is one of my... my my favorite R&B artists, especially when I was in high school, that was like the height of my, Your my of my neo knowledge <laughs> and <laughs> neo knowledge. <laughs> and this movie came out, and Neo starts playing in the in the credits of the movie, and I, I he was jamming. Yeah, so yeah. I I sang all the words to the song uh, when the movie ended last night. So funny. Well, that's Michelle hilarious Chagrin. because literally the movie ended. Luis hears like the first beat of that song, and he <laughs> looks at me like so fast, like oh my god, Emily. It's R and B. I'm like, I hear it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come Ooh, on, yeah, you can't have Princess yeah. and the Frog without an R and B song at the end. What you trying to say? Because it's Neo. That's why. <laughs> what does Neo have to do? Because if if anyone's gonna replace the Peebo Bryson, it's be Neo. A Neo. That's why. Okay. Neo Peebo. Okay. Whoa. Neo <laughs> Peebo. So what? Boom. What would you say is your favorite song from this movie? Because I feel like. 
when people think of Princess and the Frog, they think of the Almost There song as kind of mm-hmm. her anthem. But then when you go and see Mickey and the Magical Map, it's the it's song that Mama Odie sings. But Tiana's singing it. But Tiana's singing it. And uh-huh. we realized that last night, and I was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm. Hermana, Hermana, Hermana. Hmm. So what would you say is your favorite song? Because there's so many. My favorite song? Um... I would probably say the New Orleans what song, the first yeah, song, New the opening song. Yeah. yeah, I really like it because to me, um, I think that it did a best the best job kind of representing the area and like what music actually sounds like there. Yes. Um, the other ones were Disneyfied songs, which mm-hmm. isn't bad. I mean, I love me some Disney songs. They're my ballad to life. But <laughs> I think that that one was very um, s- location specific and appropriate. I really yeah. liked it. Down in New Orleans. Uh, my favorite song is We're Gonna Take Ya. We're Gonna Take Ya. We're Gonna Take Ya all the way. I don't know why she that one is. She just really wanted to sing that. You it's so funny you to there. me because if you didn't know, the voice of Ray is Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings, who's also the voice of Tigger and Winnie the Pooh. So he's just an amazing voice actor. So, like, just the fact that Ray's singing it cracks me up. I love that song. A close second would be the Mama Odie song. That's a good one, too. Of course, I like the funny ones. <laughs> okay, so the one that you mentioned, M's, I can't remember. Or I can't. I don't remember the lyrics too much or that. Can you kind of say them? Catch them down in New Orleans. Okay, okay, thank you. All right, I just wanted to make sure because my favorite song is actually, you know, the halfway there song. Almost there. Almost there. Almost there. Halfway there. What's the difference? It's still indicating that they're not there. Halfway there. Exactly. Almost there. Almost could be way more than halfway. <laughs> Three quarters there. How about we're song. not there yet at all, <laughs> so mm. the distance doesn't matter. And I would say that that's one of the classic ones because they do the reprise to that one. You know what yeah. I mean? Where they do the a sad reprise because she didn't get her place because those racist bank owners were like, no. <laughs> I was almost there. <laughs> that is so sad. Yeah, Andre, it is true though. They were totally racist <laughs> bank owners. They were like, mm, I don't know if a woman from your, your background, background could necessarily handle any of this. I was this. like, you don't know nothing. Fine, no beignets for you, sir. When she opens up her restaurant and she's serving no those beignets, beignets, no beignets, they don't get any. We would re- res- reserve the right to refuse service to anyone, bank owners. Okay, here's my here's my thing about that real fast. I know Andre, you have to say your song yes. choice, but I want to say, and we kind of touched on this earlier, but. I'm so, so happy with Charlotte, and I'm so, so, so happy with Big Daddy, whatever mm-hmm. his name was. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Big Daddy LaBeouf. Because he totally could have been a racist, right. white. Yeah, and he wasn't. They easily could have done you that. You know what I mean? Because because of just the time period. Mm-hmm. But the way he spoke to Tiana's mom, like, you're mm-hmm. the best seamstress yes. in New Orleans. Like, he didn't, she is. He didn't like, sugarcoat it and be like, well, you know, you're a... You're a very nice little lady right. with a... You know, no, no, no. He no. said you're the best seamstress. The best seamstress. They are very good people. I really appreciated the way that they took that because, yes, I get it. It's PC, and yes, it may not have been as... Um, historically accurate Yes, or may, may, maybe not as historically accurate, but sometimes it's nice to see... I don't know. Those Some were like nice stuff, you know? <laughs> and it's not... Oh, my God, what a concept! Exactly, and it's not <laughs> out of the realm nice. of possibility that that... Yeah. Totally could have happened in that in there that were, time. I'm sure there were. Yeah, I'm sure there were plenty like of families like that. I just appreciated it. I think I, it was I appreciate really nice. his character a lot, especially since he does. He's 
everything he does is for his daughter. You can tell yes. he's just a nice guy. He's not like you said. He's he loves Tiana's family, mm-hmm. the mom. He appreciates them so much. He doesn't throw his money at everyone necessarily. Like trying, like he like he doesn't like yeah. do it in a manipulative way. Right. Like to buy. It's for his daughter. Like everything right. yeah. he does is for his baby girl type of thing, which I appreciate. Exactly. So I just wanted to throw that little tidbit in there because I, like I said earlier, you're looking for the problem almost like you're right. waiting for waiting someone for to yeah. say something degrading and they don't really the bank owners yeah. of all people. Yeah. On, it's interesting. Like I'm going to get to my favorite song in a minute, but uh, I read that when this movie was first announced, it was announced as the frog princess, mm. uh, not the princess and the frog. Okay. And there were some plot differences. Like I think Tiana's original name was like Maddie and uh, her mom cute. wasn't a seamstress. She was like a chamber woman and stuff like that. And so, mm. oh, so like there was so, there was some negative response from like the black community mm. and stuff like that when they first announced it. So I'm I'm happy that they were able to make those changes before oh, the movie I, came out. Especially okay. since like you said like a chambermaid. This isn't Cinderella. This is Tiana. <laughs> She's a hardworking woman. Well, I mean, chambermaids can be hardworking too. Yeah. But am I, I am I wrong though? A chambermaid is a like it's someone a, who cleans houses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A, like a maid. Okay. But I think that that's good, though, because it does show, like, she was able to work two jobs. I mean, I guess you could be a maid and be something sure. else. But it shows yeah. that there's a little bit more, at least in society, if you think about, like, the um, level of responsibility, mm-hmm. it is higher up on the rung. You know yeah. what I mean? Speaking of working two jobs, that scene where she came home from work and she was like, whew, and she laid down on the bed and her alarm clock rang right after. That's my worst nightmare. And she get right back up. And she got right back That's up. That's my worst nightmare. It's a hard night for tips, Tiana. <laughs> oh, oh, my. It was like, so you got good. two pennies, girl. I love it. Oh, my God. I but she has so many jars of money in there. It was oh. very cute. So what was your favorite Oh, okay. Um, her so dad. Okay, I do love her dad. <laughs> Thank I don't you. know about, He's like, like dad. Would you like, marry him? Because I would. Okay, I don't know about that. Once again, Michelle, please. <laughs> Michelle <laughs> no. trying to be a stepmom. <laughs> Andre, watch yeah, out. No, no, I have my man right here. He's good. I'll take him. She just I'll talked about how much him, she loves. She said, I am going to have to call my friends on the other side to deal Ooh, with you. Friends on the other side is, is my favorite song uh, in this movie. Um, I don't know why. It, it, it's, a, it's a great villain song, and it's extremely fun to sing. Uh, especially because I get to go in like a low voice and stuff, and I I, I love the animation during the Even whole. Even though Andre has of a it. beautiful falsetto, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my favorite song. Uh, but I did want to mention that this movie is one of the only Disney movies to have two songs nominated for uh, best song at, at the Oscars. Hey, um, it was nominated for Almost There and Down in New Orleans. Oh, down in New Orleans, and it was it was also nominated for uh, best animated feature that year. It didn't win any of these, but it was nominated for yeah, three Oscars, which is yeah. You know cool. when people just they just don't know what they're doing, right? Thank you very much, Andre, for your response. <laughs> you're uh, welcome. And the reason why I'm saying thank you is because you're actually leading me into this week's segment of. Battles of Disney or other movies included. Disney battles. All right, so this week's battle. We need to work on that. That was rough. This week's battle is whose shadow is more dependable? Dr. Facilier's or Peter Pan's shadow. Oh, you shut me up when man. I was talking about Peter Pan earlier. Okay. And hold on. Let me just be clear. Dependable. We're talking about dependable. Dependability. I'm going to Google a definition of the word dependable. <laughs> <laughs> and while I'm doing this, I would. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Dependable. De- dependable. While I'm looking up this word, I would like to say that the movie that did win Best Animated Movie in 2009 was Wally. I love Wally. Wally. That's my favorite Pixar movie. Right. Anyways. Anyway. Okay, so dependable, no. trustworthy, and reliable. To my mic ain't on. Trustworthy to <laughs> the person, not trustworthy like in like reliable for them. Reliable, reliable to me. Well, yeah. reliable to reliable their to their human host. body. Yeah, <laughs> human host. Would, I would <laughs> say the host ghost. I would say it also has something to do with their motive. Like you know what I mean. Like for example, Doctor Facilis' motive is to get some souls so that he can have his soul back. So therefore, his shadow is kind of leading him on the right track and helping him do that. that sure. Peter's pan shadows just doing all sorts of crazy things. He's running away. Peter Pan always has to catch it. But Peter Pan's motive is to be a kid forever. So isn't that kind of a kid thing to do? Have your shadow running away and you have to catch after it and hmm. do some like trickster type things. Coming so keep you away from your responsibilities. I got to like think. <laughs> what are your so opinions? Yeah, I, I think like it's very interesting seeing the two. Like I think the Shadow Man's shadow is a lot more capable than Peter Pan's shadow. Like Peter Pan's shadow, he he messed with Peter Pan, but the Shadow Man's shadow, he's messing with messing other, people. With other he, people. He's taking money out of people's pockets and stuff like that. That's he, legit. He's super, super cool. Honestly, I, I kind of wish I had a shadow that would just make me richer. Pocket? I don't know. I'm not doing it. It's not me. It's just this, but does it's that this mean dark dude over here? Trust. <laughs> but does that mean I? <laughs> Hands up in the air. Not, guys, it's it my shadow. I, uh, <laughs> uh, what, are we, what are you going to do? Right? It's not my fault he gave me the Sorry. money after he did it. That's funny. <laughs> I thought he was out there committing good deeds. I didn't know he was I have my vote. Like I have my vote. Oh, oh you have your vote Oh, already? do you? We're done deciding. My vote is for Peter Pan because. Because why? Because. He's your favorite? No, that's actually not why. Okay, let's um, <laughs> I do love Peter Pan if you guys. I was like, Peter! When I saw that, see him in the park. Peter! Oh, Peter! I have pictures of Michelle running up to Peter Pan like a child. Oh, she you remember when we went to. To go hang out with Peter Pan. Yeah. We were in the. That was when we were in line together. Yeah, right? we were right. in the small world line. And they line. said that we smelled like codfish or something. Yeah, so I, I saw Peter Pan remember? down by the pond when we were in the small world line, and I was like, bye, guys. So I ran down there and like hung out in with him. In a very far away place. Like, right, like she ran far to yeah. hang he was out with himself he needed some company uh. yeah i yeah, love yeah love we weren't Pan. by ourselves and he did he i was like <laughs> he was are, talking smack i was like those are my friends over there wave to him he's off oh you mean they, they smell like a bunch of codfish and i was like whoa Rude. i'm pretty sure there was a cast member next to him and he wasn't by himself but yeah I mean, well of course me. there's a cast member with him but actually i think peter pan's one of the ones that like runs away from his cast just like his shadow yeah, yeah. nowhere to be so, found um i'm going to vote for peter pan's shadow because i think no matter what, his shadow is going to be trustworthy to him, reliable. He's going to have his shadow is going to have his back no matter what, because it is actually Peter Pan's shadow. And like they're one and the same to me, like they're very similar, like trickster. Mm-hmm. I kind of think as Dr. Facilier's shadow is almost like a separate person, like trying to keep him on the right track. But also, I feel like his shadow like, you, you know that scene where all the shadows are going to find the frogs and stuff like that, and they're kind of evil? Yeah. I think that his shadow is kind of more reliable to the friends on the other side than Dr. Facilier. Hmm. I actually, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Michelle, even though I personally like Dr. Facilier's shadow better than Peter Pan's shadow, like, in the that. movie kind of universe. Yeah. I agree with her that Peter Pan's, um, even though, okay, 
let me back up. Even though Dr. Facilier's shadow is more dependable in getting the deed done, I would say that Peter Pan's is more reliable to him as an individual because Dr. Facilier's shadow ultimately was his demise after mm. the talisman was broken That's true. and he was sucked into his gravestone, which I would like to talk about his gravestone afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's because cool. Luis and I had a mini debate. <laughs> okay, so um, in hearing your response, Michelle, and then also yours, Ems, I am going to change my vote. Oh. And I 100% agree with you guys in terms of Peter Pan's shadow would be more reliable because, in a way, the relationship is different. Because it seems to me almost, after hearing your guys' explanation, um, that Dr. F's shadow is more kind of like, um, kind of like a, uh, how should I put it? Um, what I'm trying to say, it's almost as if it's his boss. Right. Keeping him in line. Mm-hmm. And obviously, whenever, you know, if I happen to mess up in a job, my boss is going to go. He gets paid the big money to make sure he goes in there, helps me out so I can correct it and continue on the path. Sure. So in that sense, it's not necessarily that he's reliable in the 100 percent definition of being reliable. It's just he has to be there for him. The way I see it is what Dr. Facilier was doing for Lawrence, the fake Naveen, Mm -hmm. right? How he was pushing him to do what he needed him to do. That's what his that's Dr. Facilier's shadow was doing for him. I agree. Yeah. I, I think I, I had written that written that down um, fairly early on in the movie is that like Dr. Facilier, he he takes in these people and he like tries to control them like puppets mm-hmm. while all the while being controlled himself as, as, a a, puppet. as a puppet by his friends on the other side and his shadow. But just to be a contrarian, I think I I'm I, really happy with that. I I am going to vote for Doctor Facilier's shadow because it's legit. Because it, it, Luis, you think of him as uh, his boss, but I'm gonna kind of think of his shadow as like his conscience, and he's like, you know what, young man, <laughs> you need to get yourself together and gather up these souls, get your button gear, and also I'm going to help you a little bit with it. Yeah, and maybe what, if is I'm... Is it like a demon conscience? Like, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 not, a, he's not a good okay, guy. Okay, so it's not Jiminy it's Cricket. Like, it's like, no. it's like, a, like the angel on your shoulder and the devil on your shoulder so and the shadow is the devil. He's but, a, he's but a he's, devil devil. But he's doing his job. But I think that so might... he's doing his job really well. Yes. Might have been one of those things that if I had known Dr. Facilier's backstory, because like, eventually he like was supposed he to get his soul back, right? I'm assuming he well, sold that's his soul. The conversation. So maybe the shadow's like, come on, dude, let's get our soul back. Well, let's, you know okay, I mean? make your final vote so we can go into that conversation because that's my next conversation. Yes. Shadow Man is uh, Shadow Man Shadow. So that's three for Peter, vote. one for Shadow Man. That's right. Okay. Let's go in. Thank you, Lou. That was a really good one. That, that was, was a good super debate. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go into that conversation because... We, I think we can all agree that Dr. Facilier sold a soul, and mm-hmm. that's why he's either the shadow man or is dealing with the friends on the other side, right? Yeah. He's like working he's for able them. to, yes. So I have a theory. Now, I, I, this, could to- this is totally theory. This is not, right. is, this is fan fiction. It's all y'all. speculation. I'm thinking that he was considered dead. I think mm-hmm. he's dead because mm-hmm. that tombstone. When he, like, at the end, when he gets pulled into the tombstone, yeah. it already said Facilier. And I get that, like, it could have magically just, like, turned into Facilier. Sure. But, 
like it was his it was a more human face like a more plump human face than he was in the movie as the shadow man hmm. and if you look at him as the shadow man he is extremely gaunt bone he's thin super bone thin he doesn't really look alive and so many times they portray him with that skull mask that mask yeah okay so i'm kind of thinking what if he was dead and he was trying to get back I don't agree with that just because when he gets sucked into his gravestone, he's like screaming and the face on the gravestone is literally the same face, like the last face you see him making while he's getting sucked in. Agreed. So I don't think that. He's always saying I need to repay my debts. So I'm thinking maybe he asked these friends on the other side or something like this for like a favor or like some way to get money or something and they're like yeah you're going to get money but you're going to get us some souls too type of thing right hold on that's what to I, uh, I need to you know jump on board with them on this one i get what you're saying that you know the, the face he leaves on the tombstone isn't necessarily does not really support ems's point mm-hmm. however why couldn't it what kind of face would you be making if you're getting dragged back to the hell that you left to go back into the real world. And I think maybe dead. he's been there because he comes he kind of seems to be like, "No, no, like oh, I have to go back here." But I don't know if I necessarily think he was dead and came back to life, but I think maybe he's been there. And I also think that he uh the debt he had to pay was leaving hell to do what he's doing on earth. Mm. Agreed. And here's the thing. This is where this is where for some of you your um Comic book knowledge may get stretched a little bit. I know mine did because I did not know the story. But he is very much like Robbie Reyes. Oh, like um, um, the Ghost Rider. Yes. So the Ghost Rider, and the only reason I know anything about this is because we just watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But Robbie Reyes was, um, help me. He was a he's he's a he's a guy and he uh, he's a guy he's he's a guy. <laughs> he pretty much sold his soul he and sold he his had soul to and was possessed by the spirit of vengeance. Yes, that is the Ghost Rider. And so he had to go and he had to like get like do the evil bidding to get either souls or get vengeance or whatever. Yes. And when I watched Agents of Shield and we watched Robbie on that show, it very much I saw like similar themes. Mm. So that's kind of what it made me think like he was either on like the verge of being dead because at least Robbie Reyes died in that. And he sure. was like his last moment was to go and get vengeance. So I was thinking maybe Dr. Facilier was like dead and was like, no, I will do this thing to hang on to life. Right. I, I think I, okay. I think I agree with that one the most like that he was either trying to save his own life or you know or on the verge of death and mm-hmm. called to these friends on the other side i think it's like a like a hades and megara situation i dig it where yes he had to sell his soul for whatever reason and is now completely indebted to these yep. to these beings mm-hmm. and must do whatever they say, however they want. Now that you're saying Hades and Megara, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I kind of get it now. Okay, so Hades and Megara, Robbie Reyes and yeah. the devil, yeah. I guess, I just without, it. like, yeah. the sexy sassy. Could be right. Let's <laughs> we'll see if they ever make a second I know. I need to. Okay, I agree with you. I need some Doctor Facilier backstory. I mm. do. He's a great villain. Yeah, he really oh, he's is. fantastic. He's a very cool character. And ready? Keith David, who does his voice, is, does Are an amazing job. He's got a good voice in everything that he's in. But oh, you, you guys remember seeing him in the uh, um, the Halloween party we went to? Remember the parade? 
Yeah, at Disneyland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was being Freaky. creepy there. Yeah. God, that Halloween parade is so good. He was creepy. If if he's creepy yeah. in the movie, dang. <laughs> he's very I saw creepy. him in real life. Like, this man is very creepy right. in real life. <laughs> uh, he's a good I'm a villain. Here. Yeah. I'm telling you. Oh, that's what I should be for Halloween. Next you year. could be a very good oh Vasilia. My but oh, my God. Oh. Michelle, you could be Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Dude. that would totally work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who me and Louise would Back be. into the fray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, back into the fray. Dude, Louise. That'd be funny. Could be Louis. Oh. <laughs> he could so carry around right a trumpet. Now. He's so mad because people call him Louis. Do We're not call him Louis, people. I was a I could be Prince Naveen. Will you be who? Prince Naveen. Okay, Lou, you can be Prince Ali. That's how it goes. That is Prince Ali. I know, I'm silly. Anyway. With that being said, ratings? Yeah, let's do some ratings. What's your rating? What's your rating? So I think, having watched this movie so many times and felt very close to it, even though it came out like a little bit later in my life, I was... a, a young adult when I first saw it. Uh, Were you though? <laughs> I was a, a very young adult, and uh, I, I think young. I I love this movie with all my heart. Watching it this time, I found like that the animation wasn't like as stellar as I remembered it being, or as compared to some of the other movies that we've watched recently. Like even like Pocahontas, I think had some better animation than than this movie. And it, it's some in parts, po- in yes. some points, yes. Probably because it was remastered too. Right? Oh yeah, we, we saw did. The we did watch a remastered version, version of Pocahontas. That's Damn true. remastered versions mm-hmm. that get you every time. Um, so for for that reason, I'm not gonna rate it like the nine point nine that I would have done when I was like eighteen. But I I do still think that it's fantastic, and I love almost every single song. There's no there's uh, no faults there. All the voice acting is amazing, and I. I truly enjoy the story even though they put in like a, a death of a, a truly beloved character we didn't talk about ray as much as we should have but he he was he was awesome he was ray. very awesome and every every single thing that he did and said was was great uh i loved ray there's one point where he's like a bug's gotta do what a bug's got to do and he's like in like, like a nose. buzz Lightyear pose it's great oh ray is awesome gosh. so well and it's funny too because i feel like ray could have been that character that was overdone very easily sure. and in mm-hmm. some way he just was not he was perfect well i mean obviously if i felt so connected to him that he died the first time i watched it i couldn't watch it again <laughs> that's <laughs> I, right yeah, i obviously so very much loved him <laughs> so i think she was scarred like i'm scarred by marley and me she's scarred by ray's death <laughs> in I'm the frog really, and you know what it's so traumatizing to me that dr facilier just steps on it and it crunches yeah, it's, and i my it's heart like just tragic cringes. and, and kind of graphic Ugh. well yeah. that's actually part of my gripe with that part of the movie, I, I had it written down, but my gripe is that it is very clear that in that moment, Ray is done. done. Yeah. Like he's crushed. he is crushed into <sighs> a mill. He's mush. Yeah. And that is very hard for me to yeah. say because I think everyone went <gasps> like, you didn't expect that from a Disney. Exactly. Um, Man, you, you expected just like him to like, like smack him or something. No, right. he got crunched. And then like in five seconds later, they pull him up and he's like completely he's like, full, mm-hmm. but he's just kind of like, like uh, his little light is flickering out. Evangeline. I know. I feel like he was like a flickering Charmander when he really should have been like a, I just made a Pokemon <laughs> reference. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Luis, you should be proud of yourself. He literally was dead and then yeah. they brought him back to life. And yeah. then he died. 
and then he really died. I, like, have, a, I have a gripe too, but I'll talk about it during my yeah. reading. So, Go ahead. So, um, in terms of my rating, I think I'm going to give this movie a nine. Nine out Very of ten. Nice. Remember my two words I said earlier? Top, Top five. five. This, for me, is definitely a 9.5. 9.5 from the waist. 9.5. I really, really enjoyed it. This morning, yeah, it was this morning, right? I was like, can we watch it again before we do the podcast? Because I really, really love this story. Yeah. If we want to go back to, okay, no, 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 backtrack. Okay, so the main reason why I love this story is because, one, Tiana was not a princess right at the beginning. And two, just like Em's mentioned, Talk about family values and working hard to get something. Yeah. How many princess movies or Disney movies up until that point? Yeah, it's kind of this like new this generation is, of this is the princess. first movie I'm going to show my children whenever I have them because like um, oh, I'm going to get some work ethic into into these kids. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. Look up to Tiana. I agree with you 100. percent Michelle's eyes when Andre just said, when I, I, I have was my thinking the little oh mermaid, God. but you know, <laughs> daddy, I love him or daddy, I'm gonna work hard to open our restaurant. Mm. Daddy, I'll I love him. Yeah, <laughs> Prince of the Frog every single time. Uh, daddy, I love him. Whatever. But daddy, I love your gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Get out here. What's your waiting, Emily? Um, I, I totally agree with Luis. One of my favorite um, scenes of this whole movie was right at the beginning. When and and they actually like do a reprise where they bring it back when they show everyone on Tiana's back porch. I think that you know yeah. when all of the family members yeah, come. Yeah, I love and that. Well, not even the, the gumbo. Yeah, yeah, the like, community. Yeah, everyone comes up and they're all. Hey, everybody! I make gumbo. <laughs> oh, it's so literally cute. the cutest thing you've ever seen, and you can tell that family for them extends beyond just the people yeah. in their household. And I think that's really why I love that Charlotte and Big Daddy and mm-hmm. all of them all became family mm-hmm. and, and Lewis and yeah, you know, everyone. Really close. Was, yeah. Oh, it's just beautiful. So I would say values wise, this movie 100% for me is like a nine. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to give a 10 to a movie. I don't think, but I would say definite nine. Yeah. Um, I think that there are a couple, just a, a couple little um, tweaks that could have been done to like solidify the story a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with Michelle that I think a little bit of backstory could have been done here or there. Um, I yeah, had sure. shared earlier that I read that um, Lewis, um, in like an early write or write up of the script, he was a human who had been turned into an alligator uh-huh. um, who wanted to be a musician but couldn't play. And so that's why Dr. Facilier turned him into an alligator. And he got them gator fingers. But then he, he got them gator fingers <laughs> and could play. So it was like, again, every, all magic comes with a price type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a really cool addition because it would have yeah. made a little bit more sense as to why he, this why alligator he has a trumpet. Has a <laughs> trumpet. Like, did he just steal it? Like, how did he learn to play? I don't know. I guess that really doesn't matter. Sure. But sometimes right. that character development, even if it's one sentence, mm-hmm. gives you like, ooh, yeah. it just like more zings of a it a little bit yeah. more. Okay. So... I'm going to okay. So my gripe with the movie. Are you going to Debbie down us right now? No, no, no. It's, okay. it's, it's still going to be a high score. I'm not like giving it like a seven or anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no. This ain't a C. <laughs> Eight and a half is my score. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because, and we haven't talked about this yet, and I'm surprised it hasn't gotten brought up. I can't get over the fact that Bump. Tiana Bump. met Naveen as a frog. She turned into a frog. They fell in love in one day as a frog. They got married as a frog, and she didn't even know it. Th- it was—it's the whole 
princess fell in love in one day and now marry me type of thing again. Michelle but I'm a little a lot. bit like... They had an adventure. And, and, and all of they them had an adventure. Go through a lot. That's fine. But I think... How much now did Prince, I'm Eric, and, and Ariel go through? A lot. They didn't even speak to each like, other. A week. Five days, something like that. And she had been pining over him for a while. She saved his life on a ship. Lots of things. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> I think for me, uh, and it's not even necessarily that the whole like fell in love a one day thing, which to me is kind of a juxtaposition to like she's so hardworking and blah, blah, blah. But it goes back to the theme that like love is all you need. And that, that's the whole point, and that's why like they fell in love in one day type of thing. <laughs> My thing is, she didn't even know what he looked like. She fell in love with a frog. She married a frog. He turned into a human, and now she knows what he looks like. Didn't Ariel fall in love with well, him no, at first sight? Uh, yeah, because she's a mermaid. So oh. she fell in love with Prince Eric at first no. sight. No, she wanted to be human. Belle, turn, Belle fell in love with the beast, and she didn't know what he looked like. She saw a tore-up tapestry, but okay, well that could have not been like what it the, They fell in love in one day. Thing. And isn't that a beautiful thing that they did not Louis know fell in love with me in one day. If, you, if this was Cinderella or Snow White can you, or... Can you agree that you fell in love with me for one day so the listeners don't think I'm crazy? <laughs> she cray. If this was... Took more than one His mic is off. If it was Cinderella or Snow White or Aurora and they all fell in love in one day, you guys would be like, oh, they fell in love in one day, blah, 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 the socks. You know what? Don't I totally, think? okay, I 900% agree with you. But here's the deal. I think that it didn't bother me because it didn't seem like one day. And maybe right. that's the reason. Is yeah. it because in some of the other movies, like it's very obviously a 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. This one to me, I would have never said it was one day. I would have been like, they were out there for two weeks. Right. But you're right. It's I think it like was a, a very short like amount of time. And also, days. I think, I think it helps that both of them had very strong arcs where he was arrogant and then became hardworking. And, and she was crazy hardworking yeah. and then became more about love and stuff and like I that. And I shouldn't say it was one day because I think she was, like, going to get the place. And he was like, you have to give me the money by, like, next Tuesday Wednesday, or yeah. Wednesday. So it had been a couple of days. But I think coming from, like, Tiana's, like, a new generation princess type of thing. I I think for me it would have been better if it had been like time has passed and then they got married type of thing like that whole proposal fast thing was like no this was like the old Disney writing and you were doing this new Disney writing so why did we have to kind of throw that in there mm. type of thing okay. but I still that's my only beef with the movie because she had to be a princess and she was only princess after she married yes. the prince that's well, why so that's why obviously because she kissed him and then she turned into a princess and that's why they turned back human. Um, that was precious. My favorite line in the entire movie is where they realize why mm-hmm. they turned back human. And he's like, oh, when you became my wife, you were then a princess. Like, just Very the, cute. the words that he used, yes. like, I don't know, being married, I guess. And I'm like, not going to oh, act like I didn't think everything was cute. Like, when he was making the little pearl in the ring, I was like, oh, yeah. it's so cute. I'm cool. just saying, not cute. necessarily from the movie's perspective, but from the Disney writing animation princess perspective thought we were kind of trying to get away from that thing you know what i mean so that's why i gave it an eight and a half but do i love the movie absolutely the movie is amazing shall let's be real you i fell in love with you in one day none of that was even a problem it was what? all you have a you have a frog problem i do and i was saying this the whole time i have an she was issue like, with why frogs? They frogs they're frogs ew gross frogs she was <laughs> like you know, Tiana Tiana, girl. you know how tiana won't kiss the frog uh-huh. i was like yeah girl me either and they're like it's it's, it's mucus i was like oh god <laughs> We're just going to back it up. You're just mad because you can't fall in love with her dad. Let's be real. That's true. <laughs> oh, my Absolutely. God. <laughs> but it's, I don't like the idea. That's my only gripe. Either. But 
I feel you. Love it. I love them together. Uh, everything about the end of the movie and how their relationship, like, solidified. And when they're, like, in the restaurant at the end and... You know, they, they fix up the house together. They're too cute. Yeah. It's so good. I dig it. I like their relationship, too, because they're the I best of it. both sides. Right. God, so good. Yes. It's good. All right. I think we're done, right? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and just like that. I he's saying that because he's hungry and he wants I to am hungry. Well, before after this, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, bef- gumbo. gumbo. Before we um, wrap it, wrap it. Which Andre, you know, does our wrapping sure. for us because he's a gangster rapper, Thank and I'm you. talking about presents. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do want to share that we are doing our um, Instagram voting for our Christmas right. um, special, and we're actually going to extend it for a couple days. It was supposed to be Sunday, which was last night. Yeah. But we're going to extend it until Wednesday of this week so that mm-hmm. we can get a couple more votes in. Um, I'm trying to win, y'all. That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michelle just needs some more votes for her movie. So, again, Andre, what's your movie? My movie is The Santa Claus. Ooh. The, the Santa Claus. Claus. A movie about litigation and magic. Get into it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Dying. Michelle, what's your movie? Um, my movie is I'll Be Home for Christmas. It's the best Christmas movie ever. It's so funny. You guys have to do it. There's an NSYNC song in the credits. Like, come on. So I could just listen to the NSYNC song? No. Happy no. holidays. You have to see it in the movie. It's, I d- was that? so good. Oh, my. I had that Christmas album, FYI, that NSYNC. Yeah. Didn't I have the all? whole episode planned out, by the way. I know everything I'm going to say. Oh, well. That's well, too bad it's not going to Too bad it won't happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, my movie is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Just like Michelle knows everything about her movie. I'll be home for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> Emily, me, myself, and I know everything about this damn Muppet movie. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. Um, who doesn't love Miss Piggy? I'm just going to say she's fantastic. And my movie is McFarlane USA. Nope, Please not, get on there and that. vote for no, it. No, it's not even that's a choice. Not, not even a Christmas opera. No. <laughs> Prove them wrong. What's that movie Viewers, about? Viewers, please prove them wrong Louise? and just vote for McFarlane USA either way. Thank you. Boo. He just wants to watch it. I just really oh, okay. not. No. no. Anyway, you guys um, <laughs> get on Instagram. We are at the Wall Vault Pod. Go there. Vote on the Christmas movies. Um, in the future, we're going to have more voting opportunities so you guys can pick what we're going to watch instead of us forcing movies upon you, mm-hmm. even though when we do that, it's great. Um, but, you know, for the other two movies this month, we're going to choose for you. Yeah, because, you know. That's this right. Is a, this is a we get a oh yeah. Roll? By the way, what are we doing next week? Can I get a drum roll, please? Atlantis. Atlantis, the, the lost, lost empire. empire. And while all of you are like, what, what, Atlantis? Huh? <laughs> Watch it again. Here's the deal. Watch it again. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Get your subscription on if you <laughs> if you're not on Netflix. I'll give you my password. No, I won't. No. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> on air. Here here is Andre's <laughs> bank account information. No. Just no. Um, watch it again because there are quite a few fabulous things going on here. You might be surprised. I, I promise you, you will like it more than you think you like it. Right. Or I bet the majority of our listeners may or may not have even watched it. So watch something new. I believe it came out in 2001. Oh, whoa. That was a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like 16 years ago. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. I hope our listeners like w- we're all alive when this came out. Like oh, her. hey, if you're a baby listener, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're 15 what? or younger. <laughs> oh, man. I just want to know the demographics of, of what we're you reaching. Um, you can let us know by uh, 
going to the website, we're at thewaltvaultpod.com. You can uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at the Walt Vault Pod on all of those. Um, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. We're also on Google Play and Stitcher. I'm also putting all of these episodes up on YouTube so you can watch a static picture. So of, Addie of can a movie watch poster. them um, when she's older and she's like browsing the dark web and she's <laughs> like, what is this my parents are on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she's going to learn so much about you. Like, that Luis's favorite prince is Naveen, and <laughs> it's gonna be great. So, by the way, I did fall in love with my wife in one day. Aww, Aww. babe, I fell in love with you in one day too. Oh, I totally did not fall in love with you. Yeah, in one no. Day. Nor <laughs> did I fall in love with Luis. <laughs> oh yeah, in one day. Yeah. Oh man, you didn't high five. He me. did not high five uh, you. Boom. A high five. Love All there right. was. You guys. Um, Oh, by the way, you can totally email us at contact at the com, And if you do that, then maybe we'll read your email on the air. You can ask us questions. You can give us advice. You can do all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So try that out. I don't know. And continue to do your commenting and everything yes. on social media. We, we love it. We love your interactions on social media. Like we'll totally talk to you. When we, when we started this, I was like, if my mom listens to it, I'll be happy. <laughs> but you guys are so, such active listeners that it makes us... It makes it all the better. Like, we would be doing this anyways. We're having the time of our lives. But it's so awesome to hear your feedback, and we love reading all of your comments. Yeah, we have, fun, we have fun by ourselves, but it's most it's most more fun we when you guys interact with us. Sincerely love y'all. All right, you guys, that's it for the Walt Vault episode six. Uh, the vault is now closed. 